0: Hello and welcome to the Creators Podcast. My name's Richard Beatty. And today, we're going to be talking to you about the four best ways to make money in 2020. So, um, first of all, you're going to need to grab a pen and a bit of paper. Um, This is a bit of a a visual exercise that we're doing over an audio interface. So... um, yeah, grab yourself a, a pen, a bit of paper. Pause this if you if you need to run off and get one. So, yay, you're back, right? Pen and a bit of paper. We'll uh, we'll get into that bit shortly. So, um, first of all, I want to tell you the story leading up to the the information that I'm going to give you, which is. Um, i think priceless um i think that you should teach your kids this um i think that this should be taught in schools um and if if your kids haven't learned it and you haven't learned it then listen up because this is such a useful piece of information that can be used right the way throughout your life. And if you had it when you were, when you were a kid, um, you might be in a different situation. to whatever the situation, um, that you're in now. So, so, um, the story leading up to this, um, Started it was nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, maybe two thousand and one, I can't remember exactly. But um I was it, it was it was around the time I'd I'd just kinda came out of my depression, stroke, anxiety sort of stage and I'd um discovered the secret and I was starting to learn about the law of attraction and stuff. So I was a lot brighter and um you know out there like now looking for opportunities to sort of rebuild my life. And um I was I was also messing on with with hydrogen. Um I'd you know I I'd, I'd got really into the um what we were calling back then the free energy stuff. Um whether it was to do with like um, you know solar and wind turbines Um but th- th- this was around the time that I got really interested in in making hydrogen in my kitchen which is the world's most explosive element and um, yeah I was having great fun with this stuff absolutely fascinated by it. absolutely fascinated by the fact that you can run your car on it and absolutely fascinated by the fact that you can make it from water uh, out of your tap so I was, I, I, I was really aware of what, you know, was going on uh, as far as um, um, fuel and energy was concerned. And uh, it was a sunny summer's morning and uh, I was stood outside talking to my neighbour on the front of his house and he was stood there in his box resort and um, we were just chatting away, I don't know what we were going on about, but... This, this little old lady walks across the end of the street and uh, we both see her walk past and she's maybe, I don't know, 50 yards away or something. And uh, as she gets onto the pavement onto the, uh, the other side of the road, she looked left and seen us standing at the front of the house. And uh, she stopped and then she started making a beat line for us. You know, and like we were like, Uh oh, we've made eye contact, you know. And uh, I think she had some sort of uh, you know, clipboard with her or whatever, you know, I oh, thought, someone's coming to do a survey or something. Um so my mate says, Bugger this, I'm 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 going and uh he disappears off in the in the house and, and shuts the door. So I end up on the front of his house and uh, this this little old lady comes along and she says, Hello, My name's Ina. Can I show you? Can I introduce you to the UK's best gas and electric package? And I was like, gas and electric. I've been going on about fuel companies and stuff. This sounds interesting. Yes, go on then. I wasn't really wanting uh, um, to, you know, change my providers or anything, but I was, I was, you know, fuel companies were on my mind, and all of a sudden, there's one stood in front of us. So. I get to talking to her and uh it turns out it's a network marketing company, a company called Utility Warehouse. Um now uh this is a fantastic company. I've been involved with network marketing before and the awards that this company has has won is absolutely amazing. The service that they provide is is really good. Um And very unique as well, as far as uh, utility companies are concerned. So um, they've got a lot going for them. And um, so with realising it was a network marketing company, um, and I says to her, you know, know, I've been involved with this sort of stuff before. Um, She says, right, well, why don't you come along to this meeting? Now, I knew that there was going to be, I knew the sort of meeting that it was going to be. And I thought, oh, crikey, you would go, with, you know, the the, 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 the network marketing sales pitch, as it were. And, um, the, the, but, but in the back of my mind, I was thinking, this is an opportunity to infiltrate a power company. You know, like I was wanting to know how they worked. So now there was an opportunity to actually get inside one and see how it worked. So, I says, yeah, I'd love to come along to this meeting. And um, when I when I turned up there, obviously it was I, I was there as a spy. You know, it was it was in, in my head. It was uh, I was having a whale of a time. You know, it was uh, I, I was taking notice of what was going on, but I was also like surveying the situation. You know, <laughs> um, and uh, I ended up uh, signing up as a customer um, and come in, uh, uh, I don't know what they call them agent it's not that whatever I, I ended up being a self-employed agent of utility warehouse um, and so because of that uh, and the, the way network marketing companies work they have big seminars and training meetings and stuff to, to, to train you and if you don't know about network marketing it's a fantastic business model. It's essentially what you call a business in a box. And uh, it comes with training, support, uh, everything's already prepared from all the paperwork to the contracts and everything like that. Uh, all you have gotta do is follow the training, take the support and you, you, you really can make money from home for as, as you know, to, to set up a business with, within a day because the business is already set up for you you literally walk straight into it so anyway the, with all the training and the the seminars i went to my first utility warehouse seminar it was in blackpool and we goes in and it, it was it was rammed and it was like an award ceremony as well so like the all the all the you know people that are doing really well in the company they the the they award them on on stage sort of things so um yeah it was uh it was quite a wild event big speakers big flipping laser display um you know lights popping everywhere and people jumping about and dancing and and you know like um you know getting up on the seats and stuff like that and like ev- even Ina you know like and, and I'm now looking at Ina and thinking this woman's 78 years old and she's jumping up and down and waving her hands in the air and you know, she, she, she's like some sort of granny saleswoman warrior sort of thing. Um, so impressive to see to see a, a lady at that age um, pushing herself the, the, the way she does and, um, you know, getting out there and do something for herself, creating a, a business for herself, creating uh, a customer base and, and happy customers, you know. So anyway... Uh, I sort of came out of there thinking, "Wow, like is, is this a is this a network marketing company or some sort of cult or something?" You know what I mean? But obviously, it's not. There was no sacrificial stuff or anything like that, that going on. So, um, I came out the doors of the of the main hall into the reception area, and there was a company called Knowledge Is King set up, uh, a, a, you know, a big table with lots of books on it um they sell knowledge and um obviously there was there was a lot of books hundreds and hundreds and um now I'm not a major reader you know to to be honest with you at that point I hadn't read a book since school um but all buzzed up with all uh, the um the the cult shenanigans going on in the, in the, in the main room. I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to run with this. You know, I, 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 although I was here to infiltrate the power company, there is some good stuff for me to learn here. And that, that is what I'm looking for. It doesn't matter whether it, like, you know, this is for me. Cause I wasn't interested in selling gas and electric, you know? Um, and I only really like to do the things that I like to do. So it, I, I was enjoying the, the research of, 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 of the company and also uh, the education that came with it and the training. Um, and um, I mean, if anybody wants flipping free training, uh, join a flipping network marketing company and then use what you know to, that you've learned there to set up your own business. Crikey, it's free um, and really good quality as well. But anyway, came out the door and he is this, array of books, and he has a bit ratch through them, flippity-flip, and then um, picks up a couple and I think about three books, Uh, and one of those books was uh, a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, by Robert Kiyosaki, it was written in 1997, and um, so... I was going on holiday with the kids and I I, I took that with us and <laughs> I, I I was absolutely gripped by it to be honest with you it was lucky um, there was plenty of entertainment for the kids cuz I, I I was I was reading that book and um I was absolutely engrossed by it and then his next book I guess it was the follow up to uh, Rich Dad Richard Dad was called the cash flow quadrant so devoured that as well. And that, that really, that, the, the story in rich dad, poor dad really gripped us. And the reason that I took that one on holiday was because I certainly didn't have a rich dad. And, um, it, the, the, the the story goes that, you know, uh, Robert's dad was head of education in Hawaii. He was the top, top dude. And, um, but yeah, he was poor. And his friend's dad was a entrepreneur and he 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 um was obviously wealthy and um when Robert asked, you know, school's not teaching me money uh, how, how how to earn money, it's just teaching me useless stuff. Um, you know, what can you teach us about money? And he said, Well, you're better off going and asking your your friend's dad because I don't know anything about making money, and that's a fact. Teachers don't know anything about making money. Check the bank accounts. So um, so yeah, the the, the next book was the cash flow quadrant, and uh since then I've been on his uh, I've been on one of his training courses and I've uh, been to his uh, one of his seminars as well. Um that was just last year. So still following that 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 Robert Kiyosaki education and paying a lot of money for it um, and I'm for ever since I learned the cash flow quadrant I've been teaching it to people around us and teaching you know the, the percentage of tattoo clients that have um, had this whilst getting a tattoo and I would say to them if they listen to what what I'm telling them now then the tattoo comes for free because there's more value in this than I could possibly put into a tattoo. So if you listen to it and if you learn it and if you do something about it, you know, so I was absolutely gripped by this visual divide and this is what I want to show you. So get your bit of paper and get your pen and write cash flow quadrant across the top of the paper. You probably want it on portrait mode if you're on a bit of A4. Um, now, normally, because I'm in a tattooing situation, and I love the irony of this, when I uh, show somebody this, it usually comes on a bit of kitchen roll because that's the only bit of paper that I've really got handy around us while I'm, while I'm tattooing. So I get a Sharpie and a bit of kitchen roll and I draw this out on, on a bit of kitchen roll. There must be hundreds, literally hundreds and hundreds of people that have got a bit of kitchen roll folded up somewhere um, probably stuffed away in the back of a drawer or in the bin um, that, uh, the, 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 that I've wrote for them. And um, yeah, so, You've got a cross on the paper, you've got a vertical line, you've got, sorry, you've got a classical flow quadrant across the top of the paper. Now draw a vertical line in the middle from the top to the bottom, and then draw a horizontal line again in the middle from one side to the other. So now you've got a cross on the paper. So in the top left-hand corner, write a big capital E. In the top right-hand corner, Write a capital B. In the bottom left-hand corner, write a capital S. And in the bottom right-hand corner, write a capital I. Okay. Now then, up in the very top left-hand corner, write the letter P. So, uh, disclaimer, this isn't uh, exactly Robert's version of it. This is my version of it. I've seen him present it many different times in different ways. But this is how I put it across to my clients. So I'm going to give it the same way to you. Um, So E stands for employed. By the way, this is the four best ways to to, to make money now in 2020. It doesn't matter what year it is. there's, there's, there is other ways, but um, this is the four main ways. So E stands for employed. That means your job owns and controls you. Okay, it owns and controls you. S stands for self-employed. That means you own and control your job. It's the direct opposite of E. E but you're essentially doing the same thing over on the right hand side of the quadrant B that stands for business owner. And that means you own the system that makes you money. You don't work in it. If you do, you would be an S. So if you think you've got a B, but you work in it, it's an S you're, Self-employed, working you've created a place of self-employment and it's only when you extract yourself from that and then take an income from it that you've really got a B. Or if that B business doesn't need you to be there then and it can operate without you, then it's a B. Otherwise it's an S. And then I stands for investor, money makes you money. So obviously you are talking about uh, uh from investment into businesses into uh you know the stock market and gold and silver and cryptocurrencies. So that's i and obviously that gives you a return on your investment and so your income is coming from from that. So the education system that we've all been put through. My parents were put through. My grandparents were. Well, actually, no. Yeah, thereabouts. The, the it's a couple of generations, anyway, two or three generations of the ed- current education system. So it was. It was designed or re- refurbed at the end of the Second World War. It was paid for by the investors. It was designed. By the business owners to teach the peasants, and that's where your P comes in, to teach the peasants how to work as an E in the right-hand side of the quadrant's factories. So, say it again, they created the education system to teach the peasants how to be obedient slaves in their factories, it didn't it wasn't designed to teach anybody how to make any money it was designed to teach people how to work for a little bit of money and be able to function at a competent standard to do menial tasks um it wasn't designed or, or or even educated tasks like it doesn't matter whether it, whether it's 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 laboring or uh running a company for somebody um so you do as you're told you know back then this is right get get yourself a, a good education and you'll get good results and then you you get, uh, you, you you'll be able to go to university, and then you get even better results, and then you've got this this education that that you can then go and apply for a job, and it'll be a good job, and you'll get the job because you've got the qualifications, and it'll be a job for life. You'll be able to climb the ladder and become successful, and um, you know, you'll make more money, and eventually you'll end up at this thing called management, and eventually when you get to I think it was back in the sixty in, in your sixty years sort of age bracket back then sixty seven I think it was maybe you get this thing called retirement and a pension and you'll be able to take this pension and you'll be able to live happily ever after. So that was the the dream that was sold to the 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 people, the peasants, and that's what they signed up for, you know? So you get the education, you get the job, uh, you, you, you get the qualifications. And uh, like, like back then it, it, it worked, but it's a very different environment now. And you, you know, you, you get, you get an education and you get good qualifications. Everybody else has got the same qualifications and uh, there isn't that many good jobs out there. Certainly none of them are jobs for life. And then when you go to um, get, get this the pension age, which is now getting higher and higher and higher and further away to the point that you're really not going to live happily ever after. In fact, you're not going to fucking live long at all, you know. And the, the worst bit about it is you can't live on the pension. You've actually got to take a cut in income and lifestyle when you're supposed to be at the point where you're enjoying your life. If you go to, you know, uh, B&Q on a Saturday and Sunday morning, uh, and, uh, well, it doesn't have to be the morning anytime, and uh, look at the average age of the people working in, in, in a shop like that, and you'll see that a lot of them are over retirement age. Well, ask yourself why that is it's because they can't afford to live on the pension and they have to subsidize their income by still working so the 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 whole thing that they sold us on about the education system it may maybe worked to a certain extent back then but it is completely dysfunctional now so anyway you were uh, you get your job and you uh y- y- you know you've got it's 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 not a great job but you've got a job you've got your, you've got your degree but you're working in McDonald's goshay so anyway you've got a job you've got some money you've got some money coming in so you start to spend it you know and you um talking from a uh, a dude's perspective, you know, you, 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 this might be a story. You, you, you would, you would get yourself a car, and then uh, you get yourself a chick, and then you get your chick pregnant, and then you've got to get a house, and then you've got to, you know, provide for your family, and then you are really, really hooked on this job. Right? You cannot get out of the job. It's, it's, it's. If you, if you quit now, you're going to lose everything so you you are now like trapped in what Robert kiyosaki calls the rat race this is it this it's 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 started and and you really need to 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 perform or else you're gonna lose everything so um a few years go by, and maybe probably you know a couple more bambinos and then you're you're at a stage where you you're thinking yeah and you you you're doing all right at your job you know you you but you've got a lot more responsibility and you know the cars got more expensive, the houses got more expensive, life's got more expensive. Um, but you've got you've got quite good at your job, and you you think, do you know what? I could do this on my own. I could set up on my own. Um, and this is a, a a common thing, especially in in the trades and tattooing and and hairdressing and um, you know all that sort of stuff uh, pe- where people have got a trade that they can essentially set up their own business or go self-employed. So it's a huge jump to go from being employed to being self-employed. You could lose everything. There's a risk. But some people take that jump and they'll, they'll, they'll jump across to being self-employed. Now then, in the self-employed quadrant, uh, quarter, you it is true you can make more money in the self-employed um area than you can as as, as employed but you've got a lot less time you got a lot less time you uh start earlier you finish later and then you've got all your books to do and your ordering to do and all that sort of stuff so you, to be honest with you you never switch off when you're self-employed so you work longer hours uh you've got uh, no holiday pay no sick pay um it's 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 a very different scenario to being employed you haven't got that cushion it's a nice soft easy place being being employed all you got to do is go and do your job but self-employed it's very different but a lot more rewarding but you work you work longer hours now what doesn't matter what you do on the left hand side of the quadrant You're exchanging your time for money, and when you stop, or if you stop, let's say you have an accident, or you know, let's just use an accident as an example, um, and you have to stop, then what happens to your money? If you stop working, what happens to your money? It stops. So, on the left hand side of the quadrant, you doom yourself to working for money until the day you die. And you will only ever just have enough. You know, you might have a nice car, you might have a nice house, you you know, you, you maybe got your one or two holidays a year, you know, but. You won't have, you know, there's, you're not going to get much further ahead than that on the left hand side of the quadrant. And guaranteed, you won't have that much time to enjoy the money that you've made. And when you come to retirement age, yeah, there isn't no happy ever after. There's no like riding off into the sunset on a Harley Davidson unless you've got like uh, um, an incredible pension that, um, you know that you've paid an absolute fortune into and doesn't really uh, pay you back you'd have been better sticking it in gold but wow. um yeah either way on the left hand side of the quadrant you're exchanging your time for money and when you stop exchanging your time for money the money stops so that hasn't got a lot of uh so certainly, certainly to me, anyway, I, it, it's not appealing to me, especially when you look at what's on the right-hand side of the quadrant. So, on the right-hand side of the quadrant, you've got B for business owner, and you've got I for investor. Now, then, the business owner exchanges; uh, he has the system that makes him money, and what he uses is, is, is other people's time to create that. Money he doesn't use his own time um and the investor very similar scenario um investors group pools of money together called hedge funds and they all go in together and essentially the 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 guy at the top is using other people's money to uh, make money for himself. And if you're just an individual investor, you are investing into something like a cryptocurrency or gold, and then the value of that gold increases or decreases. You're taking a risk. Um, And that's that's how investors make money. But they don't exchange the time for money. Now, people on the right-hand side of the quadrant say that exchanging your time for money is the most stupid way of acquiring money that there is. wasn't me that said that. That was them. So, you know, they know something, right? On the right-hand side of the quadrant, they, they've got lots of time and they've got lots of money. If they're successful at what they're doing, obviously there's going to be the, the, the bad side of that as well. But when you you you're smashing it then they've definitely got lots of time and lots of money on the left hand side of the quadrant when you're smashing it you've got no time and yeah a little bit of money so for the, for so on the left hand side of the quadrant no time not a lot of money on the right hand side of the quadrant lots of time and lots of money now the thing is this is a choice you can choose where you operate on this quadrant it's just a choice whether you want to dip your toe into setting up a business it's just it's a choice if you want to uh, buy some gold it's a choice if you want to um, go self-employed it's it's all a choice you can choose but you see the education system that we all went through our parents went through our kids are going through now is rigged against us because you can go to you can go right the way through education and you can go right the way up to harvard and do a business studies course at, at harvard and that would expect you would expect that that was going to teach you how to become Business owner, but I don't think it really does. It teaches you how to be employed as somebody running a business owner's business. It teaches you how to run somebody else's business, but it does not teach you how to be the bee. That's they don't want you to know that. So um, yeah, you can see a, a big visual divide between the left-hand side of the quadrant and the right-hand side of the quadrant. It's, it's them and us. And they, if you imagine that, that, that quadrant as the uh, Monopoly board, everybody's familiar with the Monopoly board. So um, the first of all, we were given this rule, rule book, which we call Education, and they says, right, there's we've trained you now to play the game of Monopoly, and there's the board, life, and there's the rules. Your education. Now go and go and play. Go and be successful. Go and go and win your game. Go and win your life. We've given you the best chance possible, but I don't think they did, because the only givers. Level one rule book. There's four sets of rules on this Monopoly board. There's the E rules. There's the S rules. There's the B rules, and there's the I rules. So everybody starts off on this life, and they get 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 the car, they get the you know they get the job, they they, they get married, they they get family, and all that sort of stuff and they never really seem to consider that there's more sets of rules because they're busy trying to master and win the game of Monopoly with the rules that they were given. So if you don't realise that there's, there's more rules, people, there's other sets of rules, and you can play this game in different ways you don't have to use the basic set of rules i think hidden within the basic set of rules as part of the 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 winning that game is actually finding out that there's more rules there's more levels there's multiple levels within each rule set and you can you can certainly become successful in every quadrant but if you don't understand the rules of the other quadrants, then you don't really stand a chance of becoming successful in it. So I think that we've been given a very basic rule set uh, by the education system. And it it only educates us to be on the left-hand side of the quadrant, especially in the E, employed, which takes away all our creative power. It takes all our energy all our time and leaves us with very little so i can't um for me you know I, i've 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 got a i've got a nine-year-old daughter and i'm going to tell you a story about her in a minute but like you know which side of the quadrant do you think i want her to be on you know like did, which side of the quadrant do you want to be on where are you now you know think about it are you an e are you an s are you a b did you think you were a b and now just realized you're an s and is there any eyes out there um are, you can be in more than one quadrant i'm essentially in all four quadrants. So it's a choice and you can be in multiple, in multiple quadrants, but um, where, you know, where, where, where are you and where do you want to be? Because life's a journey. And if, if you, well, for a start, if you're going anywhere, you, you need to know where you're setting off from. It's not just about where you're going. You need to know where you are. Because if you're going from one end of the country to the other and you think you're setting off from a completely different place, you could end up in the water. So you really need to know where you're setting off from and you really need to know where you're going on this journey of life. And if if your plans were just for existing in E, then the the... the the limits are set, you know. You're going to be exchanging your time for money until the day you die. So, um, <clears throat> this is the point of this to, to get you to in, to encourage you to think about creating something new in your life. There's a lot of people that have lost their jobs right now. There's a lot of, a lot of people that are on furlough. There's a lot of people that are thinking, you know, <laughs> is my job really secure? So maybe it's time to start hedging your bets a little bit and educating yourself on other ways. And if you didn't know that they exist, then you wouldn't have done that in the first place. So the point of the educate the the creators podcast is to help inspire people to 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 showcase creative people and to hopefully inspire other people to go out and do something creative as well. And really, that is about. Creating yourself a job instead of applying for one, creating a business instead of applying for a job, creating self employment instead of you know, getting you know, going for a job, and you can have a job at the same time as well, you know, you can you can double up here, you know. So, um, now there's gonna be people out there that think that they can't do this, um. Oh, I'm not creative. Oh, I don't know this. But, like, there's loads of books out there that you can be reading for a start. Um, but I, I want to tell you a story about my, uh, my at the time, seven-year-old daughter, she's called Rivers, and um, she'd been asking me for a job at the tattoo studio for quite a while, because you know what kids are like. They want money to spend on sweets and stuff. And um, I kept on saying to her, darling, you... you you can't have a job right now. You're too young. The government won't let you have a job right now. Daddy would get in trouble. Um, but you can have a business. You can you can start a business when you're a kid. You just can't have a job. And I just she'd asked several times, and I'd responded the same way every time. And um, she. She was seven at the time and it was coming up. The, it was the first week of the summer holidays a couple of years ago. And she says, dad, we were driving home and she says, dad, when I'm eight for my eighth birthday, can I have a business? And I says, why wait till you're eight? He says, I don't know. She says, well, we've got six weeks here. Why don't we do it now? She says, "Well, what will I do?" She says, "I don't know. We'll work it out." So we, I had a, I had an idea in the back of my head that she could do. Now she wanted to wash cars because she'd washed my accountant's car, and he'd, he'd paid her a tenner for it, and that, she, that was it. She thought she was, you know, going to make a fortune washing cars, but she'd only washed up to the windows. You know, she couldn't reach the rest of it. Um. So I said, Daniel, you can't wash cars. That that doesn't that's that's just not gonna <laughs> just not gonna work. But um I, says, I was about you give this a go? Because this is really easy. Now I'd been getting there used to be a, a seatbelt factory in Carlisle. Um the when they shut down the all the old stock went to a reclamation yard. And for years I've been buying this Seatbelt strapping, big reels of the stuff. When I had a garage, I used to use it for towing cars, lifting engines in and out, um, and playing with my dog. I had a boxer at the time, and he used to wreck everything. So I used to get lengths of this seatbelt strapping, tie knots in it, and play tug-of-war with the dog. It was brilliant. And he, he couldn't, he, you know, he didn't didn't wreck it. So I'd always had this idea in the back of my head. I says, so I said, let's do it right. Why don't we make some dog toys? And we can, you know, you can you can sell dog toys because you, you like dogs and you like playing with dogs, and and all you got to do is tie some knots. It's it's nice and easy for you, and we can do it at home, you know. And says so right, okay, then let's 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 do that. And I says right, well, we need to, you know, we need to do some market research. We need to um design some toys. We need to. We need to plan this out properly. You know, we need to create what's called a business plan. So we went right the way through the process of of doing a, a little mini business plan for her, and um, you know, uh, obviously the market research. We were in Pets at Home, looking at all the different dog toys and what was available in the pricing and all that sort of stuff. And we realised that we could certainly make something that was was. You know, acceptable as a as a good dog, dog, good dog toy, and worth you know paying for. So we then started making the 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 toys, and we got these the the the, the reels of seatbelt strapping, cut it into lengths, we put it into a big bucket and washed it all, and then she started tying. I showed her how to do it, and then she started tying these. The, these tug toys and the ends of the, the strapping needed stitched to form the handle for the toy. Now, obviously I haven't got a sewing machine and neither she, and it was thick stuff. So needed sort of industrial sewing machine. So, um, and this was the next lesson for as Well, we took the, the dog toys up to Doug, who was on episode three of the creators podcast. and um, because he's got a, a, industrial leather sewing machines. So we took them up there. He stitched up the the handles. I think we did a batch of, there's maybe about 60, I think, isn't it? Uh, the first batch, I don't know, there's quite a few anyway. And um, then then she had to pay Doug for his services. So this, this, this is her learning that, you know, when you can't do something yourself, find someone else that can do it for you and pay them. And that then created a big box full of sellable dog toys. And then we went from there to the... Uh, we, we made a, an Instagram page. Uh, it's called Snoop Dog Tug Toys. And we then got into the marketing side of it. Obviously, I shared it on my social media and stuff. And this was coming up to the end of the the summer holidays. Um, So in the last week of the summer holidays, Rivers little tug toy business that was essentially just a, a summer holiday project. The last week of the summer holidays, I think she made about £270. The following week, uh, there was there was around about another couple hundred um, that she she made in the, in in that next week. So she was just she was just shy of five hundred pounds in two weeks. Um, <laughs> now, come on, how easy was that? And the thing that that I'm so proud of her for doing that. Obviously, I helped her, but like it came from her, you know. And she put so much work, so much effort into it, so much passion, so much excitement. It was a fun... The the, the, the holidays flew by. And she made just shy of £500 off the back of her efforts during the summer holidays. Now, for a start, how many other seven-year-olds went out and made £500 in the summer holidays? Not many. How much money do you think she made... Once she went back to school, nothing. Apart from that first week, which was just sales uh, and posting stuff out. I mean, in all this, she, she, she learned how to do a business plan. She learned how to um, uh, do marketing. She learned how to write an address. She learned what a postcode is. She learned how to use a post office. You know, um, she, she, she learned so much stuff that none of this is taught in school. Not one bit of it is taught in school. And in six weeks, she made, well, say seven weeks, she made 500 quid. And then after that, she didn't make a penny because she went back to school and all her energy and focus went on to, onto that, so for anybody out there thinking that they can't do this <laughs> yeah, you ain't trying hard enough fact fact because a seven year old kid is wiping the floor with you, so there's a lot of people out there that just aren't trying. You know, there's some people, that, like, it's, it's fine to be an E. It's fine to be an S. It's fine to be in whatever quadrant you want to be in. But if you're better than that, if you're capable of more than that, then I don't think it's fine. I, I, th- I think the world needs people to get off their lazy ass and do something to create jobs instead of going begging for them. If if more people were like that and more people contributed to their community through their vision and their ideas and their efforts instead of, you know, just doing the bare minimum, which is, you know, E, um, I think I think there's so many people got so many good ideas. You think, oh, I could do that. I couldn't, you know. This, you know, what about this, you know? And then you switch on the telly, and it all goes, you know. So, um, hopefully this has give you some, first of all, clarity as to where you are on the cash flow quadrant and what Robert Kiyosaki calls the rat race, because to the name of the game. And there is actually a board game called the Cash Flow Quadrant that Robert Kiyosaki invented, and it's get it, get it and play it with your kids because the name of the game is to get off the rat race. You know, you want to get from the left-hand side of the quadrant over to the right-hand side of the quadrant, and then from there off the rat race. So, hopefully, this is um, give you some. Ideas, inspiration, guidance, uh, a nudge, a kick up the ass, whatever it is, whatever. However, you want to take it, um, you can't not not take some of this on board and realize that there's there's other ways to do things. So, yeah, I hope it was useful. Um, if you like this and you, you want to hear more of this, hit the button, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Um, and I just want to say, first of all, thanks to to uh, Ina, because if it wasn't for that, that little old lady walking across the street and having the determined – 78 years old, people – and she had the determination and the tenacity, first of all, to be even walking over the bloody street in the first place. Secondly, to come eyeballing me and then coming down the street in the way she did and just, boom! Hi, my name's Ina. Can I introduce you to the UK's best gas and electric package? So, well done, Ina, and thank you for the... Um, the the journey that you set us on because if it wasn't for you I wouldn't have joined Utility Warehouse um, and I wouldn't have been at that meeting and I might not have picked up that book so thanks to Ina for that immensely you owe your a lot and thanks for to Robert Kiyosaki for writing the book and um, you know coming up with the cash flow quadrant and uh, yeah just uh, he's gave me a mechanism to if it doesn't do anything, it batters people's heads in because when I show someone this as a as a as a tattoo client, they're they're not expecting this, you know, and they go from you know being thinking, hey, everything's cushy and that, and I've I've I've, I've got it got it made in life, I've got a job, and I can afford to pay Richard for this tattoo and cushy, but when they realise people's faces just drop and i have not i have actually met people who say they would be happy to stay in the e quadrant and that's fine because i don't want to have to think about the stress of anything else you know that's absolutely fine everybody else in all the other quadrants need the people in the e quadrant anyway so that's cool but the, the amount of people that that the faces just absolutely drop and they, they they say well, I'm here and i I'm on the left and I wanna be over there on the right um and yeah it's it's to get over there it's it's about education it's about learning what what what's over there, so learning the other other three sets of rules that are hidden. From the people on the Monopoly board, so go out, read the books, catch up with uh, with Robert's stuff. He's got a he's got a podcast, radio show as well. There, the Rich Dad Radio Show. Um, so that's that's full of gold, literally. So go and follow that, and read his books, and there's loads of other stuff out there as well. So, so thanks for listening. Thanks to Robert and Ina and I uh, hope to see you again uh, next time. Bye bye.